When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Kenzie. I'm Jamie. And this is the Codependent Podcast. Welcome back to another week of the best podcast ever. The best podcast on air. Jimmy, you're looking super, super cute today. Oh, thank you. Valentine's Day. You, you look very Valentine-y. We're recording this on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's so Day. happy Valentine's Day once again. Once again. We um, did a whole episode. I know. I know. We, weren't, we didn't really know when we were like going to record it. So we, I said maybe I would tell you guys what my Valentine's prize was. But, but we still don't still know. Still don't know. We still don't still know. Still up in the air, guys. I still am not doing anything. So I still <laughs> so am doing nothing. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. We uh, don't have any plans. No, we're actually going to go out tonight and get pedicures together. Oh, that's going to be nice. I, I love pedicures. I really need a pedicure. He wanted to get massages, but I was like, I actually need a pedicure. Like, like, so let's do this. So let's get pedicures because I'm going to pay for a pedicure anyway. So like, just come with so me. Let's just do it. So just come that's, with me. That's yeah. going to be fun. I, I know. I'm that. excited. I love that. It's our only plan. I know. I'm, I'm excited. Stoked about it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. What's new? What else is new? Me and Jamie were just talking about this message I got on like my um, question box yesterday. And they were like, like, and I get this, like, I get this girl messaging me like at least once a month asking me, but they were like. What happened to Jamie's Instagram? And I'm like, you probably pissed her off. Jamie probably blocked you. But like, I know I, I feel like I really don't have that many people blocked, but if I get like an external, extraordinarily mean message, I'm like blocked. Why do you follow? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll just block you. It's okay. My, we can save both of our peace. For me, it's like, I will block, I'll block usually on like the second offense. Okay. You're, you're like a, you're I, like a two or three chance type of guy. I give a little bit of grace and I'm like, it's fine. I'm like a one chance. Screw me over. You're done. You're done. <laughs> exactly. And so. No, th- honestly, more than not, probably what happened is that, um, I got like spam Bam. messages or yes. something. Um, so then I block because I'm just like, oh, that's annoying. I hate getting spam Same. messages. So totally. I just block it if I get that. Which nope. I know some people's accounts get hacked, so I should like wait. But then I'm like, oh, it's like it's just like annoying. It's just annoying. And I figure if they really do want to see my stuff, they'll message you, and then I'll go find them. And hopefully, they got their account this figured out. This uh, girl's handle was something like "I love cats." Blocked. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why I blocked her. She okay, loves cats. She likes cats. I I blocked her why immediately. I blocked that's her. exactly why. No, there was some girl <laughs> when I was in Europe, and she would not stop. She would not stop, and I gave her multiple chances. She like commented on the one that we when we got stuck in Paris we couldn't go to Munich and she was like this just seems really um what did she say something about like how like anyone would be happy to be stuck in Paris this just seems really privileged like something along those lines 
And I was like, okay. So I like replied to her comics. I was like, we were supposed to be in Germany. We lost a lot of money. Like all of our plans were in Germany. Like, you know? yeah, of course we're grateful to be in Paris. Of course we're grateful to be in Paris, but we also have had the trip book for six months. Like, yeah, like cut me a little bit of slack that we that are supposed annoying. to spend most of our time in Germany. Yes. This trip was not to go to Paris. This trip no. was to go to Germany. Exactly. So anyway, and then, but then she kept replying to my stories, saying something rude. And so finally like, I was like, we're done here. You're blocked. Like yeah, we're done here. She kept being rude. You gave her lots of chances. I did. I really, I did. Cause I was like, you know what? Okay. She's just speaking her mind about me being stuck in Paris. Like I know okay. people are allowed to have different opinions. Yes. And I know that that was like some people's thoughts. So yes. like, that's okay. Yes. Like let, give me a chance to explain myself. Yes. We'll be cool. But then she just kept going. Yeah. She kept, and then she kept messaging me. It's like, okay. Like just such rude stuff. So finally I was like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Anna, yeah. you're done. You're <laughs> Anna, you're blocked. You're blocked. Um, yeah. Kenzie and I have been talking a lot this last week. Cause like you guys know that there was like a post on our Facebook page, which is fine. Like they, somebody did, really did not like our episode last week. Yes. Um, and we're very sorry that you didn't like it. And um, I think that we always try to take into consideration when people have like constructive criticism for us totally on agree. different things. Um, but it's also really hard to like kind of be ourselves and like talk about things with when you have that in the back of your mind like am I yes. gonna say something that's gonna like offend somebody offend somebody and I personally I mean again everyone is welcome to have their own opinions their own criticism their own critiques everything that we say is subjective like uh, yeah and, it, and it's and it's our opinion so it, it's okay if you don't like it like it's okay I, it, yeah that makes sense and there's gonna be stuff that resonates with you in some episodes that you really like in some episodes that you're like, I didn't love that episode. And, and I will fine. say like last Valentine's day, we also had a lot of constructive criticism because we were kind of crapping on the flower situation. Yes. And everyone was just like, you should be grateful for whatever you have. Okay. Yes, I agree. But on this episode, I really felt, I really felt like we gave both sides. Like we talked about like, if you can't afford it. And like when Jamie was in foster care and having to ask her foster parents for money. And I, I personally did feel like we, like we actually looked at both sides. And then she was saying that our opinion or like we were going like on both sides of the expectations. Like we had to lower expectations, but also have expectations, which, yeah, I mean, we kind of were all over the place in terms of expectations, but my expectations for when I'm in sixth grade are very, very different than my expectations for being married for seven years. Completely. And I think that, I think that, um, like I had said, like, I think sometimes some of the things we say are just taken very seriously or very out of context. And we never yes. mean to like crap on a, Anybody. Cer a certain gender or a certain person or like anything like that where it's mostly like in fun. And I think you also have to remember podcasts need to be entertaining because if we were completely monotone, didn't share any opinions, you wouldn't want to listen. You wouldn't want to listen to us because like, that's what kind of makes it fun is that it's thought provoking. Even if you don't agree with the thought you think yes. about it. And same with, same with reading submissions. Like we read stuff that were like, Oh, this would totally not be our nightmare. Or like, or we even read advice. And sometimes we're like, no, you're in the wrong. Yeah, you know? So totally. like, I just think that there's a lot of difference and it's okay to have different opinions. And we're not mad at all that somebody shared their opinion on our opinions. Like that's okay too. That's totally. Okay. Um, but I do want to say uh, that there is, it's kind of interesting because I feel like we've gotten this comment like quite a bit. And I think that this like goes into our episode today. We're going to be talking about, we got like, um, when I posted that thing on Facebook and asked you guys what like kind of episodes and stuff you wanted to hear, some of you or somebody mentioned like, you should, you should 
oh my gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> you, 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 you should talk about the birth order or and or like the purple versus pink sister thing because yes. I like mentioned that on my Instagram and so people were said that that was a good idea. So I was like, oh, we should totally like dive yes. more into that mm-hmm. and like just in general, like your family dynamic and how that affects who you are and your personality. We've already done like, um, what's it called? Like your personality test. Yes, we've, we've done, done like personality, personality test. And that was like a fun episode, but this is kind of more like birth order and different things. And it's kind of fun as a mom to like look into that or just think about yourself and how you yes. grew up. But I think that one of the comments that uh, we've gotten is like, and it specifically, I guess, it has been applied to me. <laughs> Less of me. <laughs> Less of Kenzie, more of me. Um, a lot, not a lot. A couple of people have said that they've made a kind of a derogatory comment towards me about um, that because I was in foster care, I should, essentially the comment is that I should be put into like this bubble of like, because I was in foster care and because of the way I grew up, I should, I should just be grateful for anything I have in my life. And I should never have like an expectation because I should be in this bubble of like, I was, I grew up as this like little foster child and like that should be kind of my identity for the rest of my life. And like, if you get anything more than you had as a foster child, I should be grateful. You should just be grateful. I should just be grateful. And I should never ever complain because like that, I should just be grateful because look at how I grew up and like, yeah. And, and I think that, okay, there's something to that in the fact of like, yeah, of course I'm grateful for it. And you want to like remember where you came and from. And I want to remember where I came from. But at the same time, I don't want to remember where I came from. <laughs> it's true. Like, I don't want to remember that trauma. And I don't want that trauma to define me. And with that goes along with any trauma that you've had as a child. Every single person, whether you grew up wealthy in a great family or you grew up poor and in foster care, like you've had some sort of trauma. Yeah. Everybody's gone through stuff. Like it doesn't matter if one trauma is harder or worse. Like we've all gone through really hard things. And why should that define who we are? And well, why should yeah. that define what I'm grateful for in my life? Like I got out of that life on purpose. And I always said, I'm never, ever going to let my children have this life. And mm-hmm. I'm never going to let this define who I am. Why I never talked about it my entire childhood. That's what I was going to say. I feel like that's why you didn't tell anyone when we were in high school. Like, because then you were going to be the foster kid. I was going to be that. And that was what people would think about you and put you in a box. I mean, uh, we were talking about this the other day when we were talking about the Facebook comment. And we're talking about like, it's like a cancer patient. Like a lot of cancer patients don't want to tell people that they have cancer because then they're treated like the sick person. They're fragile and they're They're, sick. and And they're like they're just, yeah, frail and fragile and they don't want to be treated like the cancer patient, you know? And I, I feel like that's why you don't talk about it a lot, but then it's not fair that people use that against you on your comments. You're allowed to want nice things. I'm allowed to want that. I'm also purposely got out of and made a life for myself that I can like have expectations. And I'm sorry, but like, I think that people forget to like, yes, I, I grew up and I was in foster care and like I had a deadbeat parents and my life sucked. But at the same time, at the age of 16, 17, I, my life completely changed. I was then put in a, like with Kenzie's family, a wealthy, like middle upper class family that put high expectations on their children that Mm -hmm. put high expectations on who we're supposed to marry and what we're supposed to do with our lives and the, how we act and who we are. Like they, it was completely different. It was a 180 from the life that you are previously living. Yes. With zero expectations of anything in my life. And so 
I think people forget that like I've kind of had both ends of it where like you get yes, the best of, of course, I'm grateful. <laughs> the best of both worlds. It was best. <laughs> um, no, but like, I think people forget that too, is that like, I, I. Even though you came from that. Yes. And that's who you were. Like the actual time that you needed the expectations, like those formidable years, like graduating high school and yes. all of that, you had a fully ha- different understanding and mom and dad like, and people ask us all the time, like, did they treat Jamie exactly how they treated us? And they did. And they did. I had those exact expectations. And so to change my thoughts and behaviors and to have the expectations and, and for the future, like my parents are, were very, very keen on our future. That's what they cared about. They, you're going they, to college, you're, you're, you're graduating you're high school, you're a guy that yep. is in school or has a good career and you know. has goals and ambitions. Like, mm-hmm. and they, they had that on us. And so for like, it's funny because nobody says that to Kenzie, like, Never. You, like you shouldn't want this, like, oh, because you grew up with nice things, you like, I you naturally, should, ex- naturally I just you expect should expect it. that and you should expect that. But if you grew up with not nice things, you should never expect You have that. to remember where you came from. You have to remember where you came from. Like, trust me, I don't forget where I came from. Trust me. That's I impossible. To. That's impossible to forget. But at the same time, I think it's okay to have expectations for what I want. And I don't think that you see or understand or and maybe I don't come across as being grateful for everything which trust me I'm extremely grateful for the life that I was given after my previous life yeah (laughs) my two lives your two lives like I I'm extremely grateful it changed the course of my life forever like yeah no completely if you ever think that that's not true then you don't know me because I promise you I'm forever eternally grateful for everything and but the other thing too with that and we've talked about this before like you can't live your life in debt to somebody you can't live your life being like well I have to be this perfect person all the time nice to everyone not fight with my sisters because I was given this huge opportunity like I just need to like always be debted to my new parents completely that's not the way that you should that's not a healthy but I feel like some people want you to feel like that no they uh, want you to always be like well aren't you grateful aren't like like why would you you should just stand in the background and just be grateful and like still be that little fostered girl but that's not what mom and dad want you to be either no that's not what they want me to be and that's not the expectations and like don't you don't you want like I don't know I feel like shouldn't you want more? more shouldn't you want more in your life? And I'm not saying more materially, more stuff, more stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, shouldn't you want to have high expectations? I'm sorry. I want my daughters to have high expectations of who they marry, of what they do, of the people around them, of themselves. I want them to put themselves on a high standard of who they are. Do you ever feel, and I'm just asking because I have seen this comment. Yes. Do you ever feel like you're overcompensating for the way that you grew up? Like, like the stuff I have. Yes. Or like the stuff you give your kids, like, or like the holidays and like, like, do do you ever feel like because of that's where you came from, you do have maybe higher expectations now because you missed so many experiences as a child. Yeah. I mean, completely. And And I think that with, with anybody, I think if we all look back on our childhood and we, we look at like the things that we missed out on, we portray that in our children. We project. We project so much of that onto our children that we don't even realize. Yeah. A hundred percent. When, when my kids like, like wake up on Christmas morning or something, I a hundred percent like give them the utmost extra because there's a part of me that, 
that longs for that that I didn't ever have. And yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not saying Christmas. I'm just saying like in no, general. But Christmas is a really good example yes. because I remember our first Christmas together. Like yes, and the look on your face, like exactly, you never experienced that kind of that kind of and Christmas. just like and the kind of love, love and the family, like. And I think that so of course there's parts of my life that I overcompensate um, that I overcompensate for my children. But I think everyone kind of does that in a way or the love that they feel or like how they feel about themselves or they feel about who they are as people. Like, of course, I overcompensate on that because I think, I think that everybody would. I think that naturally in my mind, I'm like, I'm giving a little bit of what like I look at my kids and I'm like, I love my favorite thing ever is when I look at my kids and they're just generally happy, genuinely, genuine, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely happy. I'm like talking so fast. When I see them so happy, there's a part of me that's like, like I'm fulfilling the part of my, like being a little girl that I didn't have like that happiness or just like the no care. Like the fact that I was eight worrying about how we pay rent. Like Navy has no idea idea. on how much anything costs anything. And I want that. I don't want her to worry about that. That's not something she needs to worry about. You don't feel like you have to like make it hard for your kids because it was hard for you. There's nothing I could say more than that. Like done. Why would you want that for your kids? Why would you want that for your kids? And so I think that we just need to take everything with a grain of salt of like who we see people being. And especially like, of course, me and Kenzie put our whole lives out there. And it, sometimes it's hard to, to receive comments of like, of that when you're, you are sharing parts of who you are. Yeah. And that was so true. It's like, you're sharing these, these intimate details of, of who you are in your life. And of course and there's people that listen just to give us backlash. Yeah. And of course, like, like I said, it's okay to have an opinion and, and it's okay if, if you grew up in a similar manner, but you're a completely different person than me, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Like just be, even if we grew up similar and you're completely different and you maybe don't have those expectations or being your childhood plays a bigger part in your identity, that's okay too. But mm-hmm. I don't let that play a big part of my identity. And I, and, and I purposely ha- don't want it to. Well, And you don't, you don't like when people bring that part of your life as like a retaliation against who you are. Which is exactly why I never shared it when I was in high school and why I decided to as an adult. And it's kind of funny that it's come full circle. Yeah, but it has. People do try to still well, use that against I mean, who you are. That who it's I am. the same thing. I didn't tell mom and dad about what happened to me because I didn't want to ruin the family. I still 100%. wanted everyone to get together and I still wanted everyone to have holidays. Guess who has me blocked on social media now? Guess who, as an adult, once Kenzie decided to share her story, who completely used it against her in every sort yep. of manner and it ruined the family. And it ruined the family. And like, now we don't get together we on don't holidays. We don't ever get together as a family. And it sucks. Yeah. And I feel like it's my fault when it- A hundred percent. Obviously is not, not your my fault. fault. After mom and dad told the parents of the other person- we still, and I said multiple times, I don't want things to change. I don't want things to change. That is the only thing. The only thing she my didn't want. 15 year old self wanted. And then everything changed. Everything like, changed. It, it sucks that you can, you can have that, those hardest moments of your life used against you. When it's like, that shouldn't be used against you. We should just, we should just be like any, any single child who is in foster care, especially as a teenager that has an ounce of success, we should just be praising them for and be excited for them. Absolutely. We should. No matter what, because they went through something hard and not even just foster care, literally anything, anybody that got molested or raped or uh, like bullied, bullied or 
literally any trauma you had, even sometimes a big trauma for kids is their parents getting divorced and it yeah. oh, changed yeah. everything for you. Like any trauma and you've made it out and you've done successful things in your life, let's celebrate them. And let's stop using it against us. Let's not use it against who because you are. obviously like our childhood does make us who we are. Like that's, yes. it, it does. It does. It's, it does. It's it a plays huge- a part in how we parent mm-hmm. and who we are Absolutely. and how we act in society. Like, yes, of course that's natural. Exactly. That's the formidable years of our brain. Yeah. Like, but it's not, I just feel like we shouldn't, it's just, it's very unfair to you. And I, I mean, I see the comments, obviously yes, it's yes. just unfair of people to be like, she needs to be more grateful. Like, no, she doesn't like she does not. And guess what? I am grateful. That's the thing you are. <laughs> you don't need to be more grateful. I mean, like I said, if, if you had to be grateful for your life every second of every day, then we could never fight. No. We could never grow our we friendship. Could we could have never grow our relationship. We could never have a different opinion on anything. Exactly. Because like, I'm forever indebted to, to indebted. you. Indebted. Yes. And it's like, I, I mean, think about it. This is like a little bit maybe weird and it's okay if you don't like believe <laughs> in this. But I mean, it's kind of the same way with like our belief on Jesus he did so much for us, but like, are we forever indebted to him in a way? Yes. In a way. Yes. But at the same time, if we live our life, like, I don't know, you know what I'm trying no, to I say? Totally like, get what if you're we saying. live our life always just like, in we fear. can never make a mistake and we're so but that's, fearful. But that's not the point. That's not the point. That's the point is to like have joy and to grow and to be a good person. And like, he died for us, for us. Exactly. So like, it would be, it would be put to sh- like, yeah, it wouldn't mean anything if we didn't make any mistakes. Exactly. And Just if we like, didn't change, like, and change and grow and be better. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's literally, it's pretty much the exact same thing. Exactly. Because if we didn't fight, if we didn't bicker like normal sisters, yes. then, like, then what's the point? Then what's the point of, of being a family? Then what's the point of being a family? Like, and growing and changing and, and all being separate human beings. That's mm-hmm. also like, we got to forget, we got to not forget that, that we're, we're all also humans that have like have our own brain. Yes. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, that was our little snippet. Yeah, just our little snippet. But, but I feel like it goes really well with this week's episode. It does. It goes, it goes really good with this week's episode because we're kind of, like we said, we're kind of talking about- Like childhood. Childhood and birth orders and like all of these different things. And, um, you know, what's funny is whenever, like when somebody asks me like what my birth order is to like kind of get to know me better. Yes. I'm like, well, I'm technically a middle, but- if you want to know me, I'm not I'm, a middle child. I'm the baby. I'm the baby. It's honestly so funny because I was thinking about that too, how that role changed for you, but but also didn't change because me and you were- You've always identified as like more mature than me. Well, I think that I was going to say this because I came from being the oldest. Exactly. In my family. Exactly. To them being the youngest by age, but, but personality like- it's kind of funny, but then technically I actually am like a, I'm actually a middle, this is actually weird. Okay. I'm all three because I'm the oldest of my full blood siblings. Yes. I'm the middle of my, all my siblings. Because you have a half Because I have, I have like four half siblings. So I'm actually like in the middle, but then when I, when I got adopted, I'm the youngest. So you kind of have like, so I really identify with all three. You really do. I think you identify as an oldest. I agree. I think I identify as the oldest. I, I agree. You're very mothering. Yes. You're very yes. caring. You're very protective. Like, yes. Yes. Very mama bear. Yep. Like, yep. And just like, I feel like that's how the oldest usually are. I completely agree. And the youngest normally carefree because if somebody else is looking out for her. Because someone else is looking out. Yeah. Someone you're else carefree. is looking out you for got, me. You got a hundred percent. Like I really, you were, you were never fine. really know what's going on. Yeah. And then 
the one looking out for you was also Kendall, who's the middle, who, who is scary, who is scary, and who, I mean, identifies as a middle child, hundred percent as a middle <laughs> child. Which you know what, thinking about that makes me actually excited because Monty will be watched over by, by Rossi. Rossi. Oh, <laughs> and nobody wants to get on Rossi's bad side. No, nobody wants to get on Kendall's bad side. See, but this is the problem with the birth order stuff, and I, it's actually funny because I read this. Yes, because Pierce does not identify as a middle child. Zero percent identifies as a middle child. I would say like, but maybe he'll fulfill that role if we have another child. Like, but Rossi fulfilled that role before you even have Monty. Which is so funny. Like you knew she was like a middle child. Oh, I. But I did read that it says a lot of the times if your firstborn's a girl or a boy and then your second born is a boy or girl, like you have opposite genders. Like your first two are opposite genders. They both get treated as the oldest child because they're the oldest of their gender. That totally makes sense. I was like, I, we we had a hard time figuring out like how gender also plays a role in this and we couldn't find a lot on there it. There wasn't a lot. But I, I do think it differs because Rossi and Pierce, completely different kids. Completely different kids. Totally different personalities. Rossi identifies 100% as a middle child. But we were talking the other day about how much Navy and Pierce have similarities. Have similarities, 100%. But Payson also does give off the the she doesn't really give off the older energy she doesn't but she kind of does but she kind of does I know it's it's actually like so crazy also if you hear a little snorting pig it's just Monty oh it's not you it's not me don't worry it's it's Um, interesting to look at your kids because I feel like Payson has a similar personality to what I have but she's the oldest right and is that is that just because she's more of you rather than her birth her birth order you know what I'm saying totally um I just took like a little, like a little screenshot of characteristics of firstborns versus middle versus last versus only child. So firstborns, perfectionist, achiever, leader, um, responsible, motivated, controlling. <laughs> Sorry, it's like a little bit blurry. Reliable, cautious. That is Navy to a T. Literally, that is Navy. That's that's also, I feel like me. I feel like, like it is you. More cautious. I'm a perfectionist and sometimes it's, <laughs> it's not good. Um, middle children or middle born. Adaptable, independent, go between, people pleaser, can be rebellious, feels left out, peacemaker, social. See, but I feel like Pierce is a lot of those. That's true. That's true. Like I think when I think of Pierce, I also think a lot of Justin because Justin's a middle child. Okay. He is 0%. Well, like, so is DJ. He is. Yeah, so is DJ. He is 0% like, Justin wasn't rebellious. He wasn't, like, I feel like there's two middle children. I feel like there's two middle types of children. Yes. There's, like, one like Justin who, he was the peacemaker of his family. He, like, made peace between his older brother and his younger sister. And he always, like, when there was big fights in the family, he's always been a peacemaker. He wasn't, like, the rebellious kind of, like, loud, obnoxious middle child, defiant. Like, that was not who he was. No, he was, like, trying to get... Everybody yes, to be happy. Exactly. See, I feel like Kat was the peacemaker of our family. I, I do not think Kat identifies with the firstborn. I don't think she identifies as the I, firstborn. I think that Kat... But maybe it's because she's so much older. Maybe it's because she's so much older. I agree. But she does give mothering energy towards us sometimes. She, You know what? She actually does. She gives mothering energy towards towards her siblings a lot like Kat will call us and be like I don't know I'm worried about this for you guys like you know I'm just very protective like yeah I don't want you guys to like do this or like I don't think that's a good idea or you shouldn't post that like so you know what actually 
also Kat is like an achiever. She like, is a leader. She's not a perfectionist. No, but, but she's she a is, leader and she's, she's, she's motivated. She's a leader. She's responsible. She's motivated. She's reliable. She's reliable. She's not like cautious or controlling or a perfectionist, but obviously like these are subjective too, but like totally, I think it's, you don't have to have every single one of them. No, you don't have Wait, to. Wait, I got to hear the youngest. Okay. Youngest, last born. Social, charming, outgoing, uncomplicated, manipulative, seeks attention, self-centered, fun. I'm very manipulative. I And that actually manipulative was on every single, because I looked at like 10 of these. Do you feel these. like I'm manipulative? You didn't, you didn't stop me when I said I that. I didn't stop you. I think in some <laughs> ways, but I don't want to say that as like a bad thing because sometimes you're manipulative to get the things that you want in life. And I, I think that's smart. And I- I agree. That's it's intelligence. What, it's, it's a it's a sign of intelligence. No, I mean, but I think every woman is, is a little bit manipulative. I 100 percent agree. That's what I was gonna say. I also think it's being a girl and like I'm just a girl. <laughs> no, literally though. But I think I think that a lot like social, charming, outgoing. Like I mean, all of those are you. DJ's best friend. All super super self centered idiot. Super self centered <laughs> stupid. DJ's best friend always always tells me how manipulative I am. And I was like, okay, first of all, get a wife. First of all, get a wife, get a life. Because, <laughs> because we're all a little manipulative. But I like will say things in front of DJ, like something that I'm just trying to get what I want, you know? Like, and DJ is just so easygoing. Yes. So he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but then his friend is like, you're going to let her do that? And I'm like, yeah, he yeah, is. And he's he like, dude, you're so manipulative. And I'm like, first of all, I'm a girl. So girls are just a little manipulative. Girls, I get that. But second of all, I definitely feel a little, I'm like, I'm definitely a little manipulative, but oh, so is Payson. I mean, yeah. And I, I think that, so is Rossi. <laughs> Rossi a hundred percent is, but like, I think that I, like you said, as a girl. And I also think that just, um, I think that women and girls that are married can get just a little, just a little, I don't know. Yeah. No, I get it. I don't know. A little we manipulative. Just, we just kind of know what to say that will, we know what to say that we, will work. And that's manipulation. And but. I guess that is manipulation. It's like when Payson was like, I would tell Payson, I'm like, you're bossy. And she's like, I'm not bossy. I just make the rules. I'm like, that's, that's bossy. bossy. That's, that's bossy. bossy. <laughs> <laughs> she literally, that was her response. And I wish I like got it on video. I wish it was had that on video. Hilarious. Like, where did she know to say that? She let, looked me dead in the eyes. I am not bossy. I just make the rules. Got it. Got it. Got it, ma'am. You got it. I want to say the only child one because. Oh, that's actually very interesting. Yeah. I would love to hear that. Only child. Confident, conscientious, conscientious, conscientious. <laughs> I'm like really struggling today, guys. Usually English is like my top tier. Usually English subject. is your first language. Uh, it's my first language usually. <laughs> Responsible, perfectionist, center of attention, mature for their age, seek approval, sensitive leader. I can't see that for middle or for only children. I do feel like. I have a little bit of like only child syndrome too <laughs> because it was just me until you joined. Yeah. Why have we had so many like roles? I've had so many roles in my life, but I do feel like I did try, like, I feel like I did try to like take you under my wing a little bit. Oh, a hundred percent. So like I, maybe I seemed older for that reason. Yes, like I feel yes. like I took you in and I, I mothered you. I think that, and that's a trait of you. Like in general, I feel like you're like. A mom always says I would bring in like the stray kids. Yes. Mom said I always did that. <laughs> no, I literally. Stray cat. No, I always brought in the strays. No wonder I hate cats. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder. No, I like, I like feel like I can save people. Yes. yes. Like I want to like. Oh, and I a hundred percent have that. If I yes, if I hear, oh my gosh, literally the other day, 
literally like two days ago, you tried to save a child. No, if I hear of any kid that's like an ounce of like, I have an ounce of connection to like literally at all. Jamie, you didn't even know this child. I will immediately try to do most things in my power to make sure that they, that I could save them if they need it. Yes. I would take in any single child. Ever. Yes. Yes. And hey, part of that is portrayal of like, or what's it? Projection. Projection. Of like my childhood. Yeah. I needed that. And I didn't get that until I was older. I did get that. I did get that yeah, eventually. But, it took but like so long. Took a long time. But like I will 100% save any children. There any has been children. multiple children that Jamie has tried to gain custody of. And I will. And that <laughs> literally she just, she'll like call me and she'll be like, yeah, so I was talking to this one mom and they have this friend of a brothers of an aunt and they have they a foster need, child. They have a foster kid and I was thinking about taking it. I'm like, okay. 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 <laughs> like so far, none of them have panned out, but eventually, one of these days, eventually it will because this is also something about me that for some reason, when I meet somebody within the first hour, if I like have a long time to talk to them, I will know their entire life story. Yes. Some reason people open up to me and they tell me their whole life stories. Yeah. I'm like a safe place. Safe place. My my nurse when I was giving oh my when gosh. I was giving birth to Rossi. That nurse was hilarious. By the end of like by the end of her shift, I knew every single thing about her life. I knew her traumas. But I knew But she was an oversharer as well. She was an oversharer, yes. But and she was like, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Like I just feel very like comfortable. Same with my situation that happened the other day. She was like, I really shouldn't be telling you this, but like but like I just feel like you're a safe place. And I was like, Thank cool. you. Maybe it's because you just like really like to know other people's uh, business. Business. Yeah. I'm also nosy. So you're very nosy. I am. I, I got to know. Jamie's the queen of eavesdropping. I love it. Justin gets pissed at me, but I love it. He'll be like sitting at a restaurant and I'm just listening. And you're just listening and he's like trying to have a full blown conversation with no, you. No, I think it's funny because I actually do see that in you though with the only child too. I do too. I just really like attention. And so in a way that works well. In a way. And it works well. If only I was an only child. This is like. I'm too social to be an only child though. Yeah, I agree. You're I needed too social. friends to hang out you with You needed me. friends. Well, that's why mom and dad brought you in. Exactly. Because Kendall was gone and they were like, we were losing our minds like, trying to have a conversation with you. Because then Kenzie is trying to be the only child and it's not working. I just like want to talk to everybody. Yeah. And you want to like tell them every detail about your day. I do. That's like literally, this actually couldn't be more accurate of like, <laughs> I feel like firstborns when they, Okay. Payson like kind of doesn't identify as a firstborn in a no, lot of ways. I don't think so either. When I think of her, but like I was thinking of like, for example, Kat or like even Navy. When Navy gets home or I try to ask her something, hey, how was school? How was ballet? How was, what did you do today? Oh, it was good. It ends there. She does not want to give me detail. Her teacher was telling me the other day that she, because I had like parent teacher conferences, her teacher was telling me, Navy is literally raising baby chicks in her class. I think I, did I say this already You on the told podcast? me this. Okay. I'm like, I've told a couple no, people. you just told me. She's raising baby chicks in her class. And I was like, oh, did Navy tell you we raise baby chicks? She's like, no, not at all. Oh, you know, Payson would have told her. I said, single- did Navy tell you that she had a baby sister? No. I figured you had had your baby. She doesn't talk about it. Stop. Rossi gets home from a two hour preschool class. And she tells me every detail of what they've done. Yeah. That is like even cat versus you. Yes. Kenzie will tell you every detail because she just wants to talk. I just want to chit chat. She just wants to talk and she wants to know what you think about it. And she wants to like, just hear you, like, just talk. Someone talk to me. Someone talk. But like, and that's, that's how Payson is though. She loves, she's the she, detail girl. Yes. At night, all she wants to do, cause she knows she can get away with it. Cause yes. I love it. 
she'll like hold all the details away from me. But then when I'm putting her to bed, she's like, do you want to hear about my day? And then I'm like, Manipulation. I do, but like it's time for bed. She's like, I'll just tell you really quick. And then she wants to have an an hour long conversation about what her day was. And then you're like, wait, well, I kind of like love this. But that's what I used to do to dad. Dad still brings that up. He said, putting you down was a nightmare because you want to recap your entire day. And it's not like my day was good. This happened. It was like like, at 7 a.m. I woke up. I awoke. I dreamt about this. This. And then I like brushed my hair. My hair was like a little messy, but like it was fine. Then I curled it. My curls like turned out pretty good today. Then I like did my makeup. I got dressed. I like tried on a few different outfits. Like this one was my favorite. I feel like I'm having a conversation with myself yeah. first of all and it, also with Payson and also like because that's every exactly detail. what happened it's every detail yeah I know she doesn't really but maybe it's because Navy's always identified as like the really reliable responsible one that Payson never really kind of took that role and honestly throughout Payson like her young young I mean she's still young but like her younger years she was with Navy so much, so much. and we always said which maybe we could talk about this. We put this in their heads. Yes. Navy's the reliable one. Navy's the responsible one. So I think Payson never felt the pressure to be that. She could be like the carefree. She could be the carefree. Because she has Navy to like, we're not going to do that. It's a bad idea. Exactly. And so. Which is so true. I feel like she might've kind of, kind of just went with that complex, which is why it's really important to not put our kids in a box. Like not to tell them, oh, you're shot. Like, Tell Rossi, oh, you're defiant. <laughs> like, you're naughty. Because then she's going to get it in her head. Oh, well, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm the naughty kid. No, we were, we were talking about this because Kat was saying, like, because it's so, my family laughs so much about Rossi. And I think the same thing happened with, like, Kendall. That everyone kind of, like, laughed at, at how fun and, like, honestly outrageous the things that she says or the way she acts is. And Kat was telling me, she's like, I love it. Like, it's so funny. She's like, but don't put her in like a box of, of a middle child because yep. you never want your kids to think like, oh, well I'm naughty or I'm rebellious or I'm this. Like, like, so I try to tell Rossi, like she asked me the day, she's like, am I naughty? And I was like, Rossi, I said, you're just really, what did I say? What's the word I said? I think I said, I said, you're really adventurous and you're, oh, yeah, you're curious. curious. I said, you're very curious. You're not naughty. You're just curious. And she, cause she gets into all the things and she, she's a typical like middle child. And so, but I think it's so important. Like don't put your kids in that box too, because sometimes they're not going to fit the stereotype, like thinking of all these things. And then you're portraying it to people, you know, or your own kids or your own self. And you're not always going to fit the mold of what, what it you're is. Definitely not always going to, because I mean, look at us, look our, at us, look at how many times our role has changed. changed. Like, and that's so true. Like your role also changes throughout. Yeah, because when pacing goes off to college or goes off to somewhere yes. Pierce will be the either older. the only child or yes. the older, older child older child like and then same thing if I and if and with Monty yeah if Rossi and Navy are out of the house it's just Monty then you yep. need to bring a stray in then you gotta bring a string then you gotta bring in foster kid come Perfect. on there Let's you go do this everybody do it <laughs> everybody do it um I I was looking at the psychology of birth order too um because it says birth order can have a significant effect on personality development and so this was just kind of like the same, a couple of the same things, but firstborns are more likely to take charge. Middle children are less likely to be frustrated or demanding of life because they get less because they're not the oldest and they're not the baby. Interesting. Which I feel like is Pierce. Like he's yes. not, he's not, well, okay. I guess he's not a middle child yet guys, but if he is, if he I'm, just, ever becomes. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying like, he is like not 
He doesn't demand a lot from you. Which is why I like don't want to have another baby because I'm like. He's so easy. He's so, he just get. Like, but he'll, he'll hopefully just take on. I see Pierce taking on the, he doesn't, he doesn't like take a lot from you. And he's just kind of going to be like your peacemaker. Yeah. Like, be I, like Justin. Yeah. Like Justin or like DJ, like DJ didn't require a lot growing up. No, but he was really rambunctious. That's true. He, I guess I, I think he of was him like, as like, I know him now. When he was four, he, his mom bought a brand new couch. He went and got a knife out of the drawer and cut open her brand new couch. It was like the first couch they'd ever bought in. Like brand new first Brand couch. new, yes. And he took a knife and was slicing the back of it. He was a, he was a little naughty. He was naughty. <laughs> he is, Pierce is definitely less naughty. Yes. I guess I think of DJ as like a teenager where like, I feel like he didn't require much from his parents. He really didn't. He, he really didn't. Like he was, he, he was pretty easy and he still is. I like, mean, he's an easy going guy. He's an easy guy. Like, so, okay. And then last borns are more likely to be tenacious or manipulative, which is funny. Parents subconsciously identify with the child who occupies the spot in their family that they once did, which that's crazy. So parents subconsciously identify with the child, which I identify so much with Navy. Like it's yeah, insane. You do. As the, as the oldest. oldest. Um, but I, I obviously don't know Monty's personality yet to like, but you can see like not even you, yes. but you can see Kendall in Rossi. A hundred just from being Kendall's sister. Just from being her sister. And and I think that it's gonna be really interesting if you have a third kid to see if you identify more with them than you do with Payson. Because you actually identify a lot with Payson. I did. Like Payson is you. But I guess also that might change because what if Payson's your only girl? Exactly. Then of course you're gonna identify with her with her because you're a girl. Exactly. Like so that's kind of it. Well, and that's kind of why I feel like me and DJ identify with the kids that we I mean, I also think it's their personality. Yes, like, yes. They're very much on Point, on, on point with our personalities for, yes. but yeah I'm like I like can see myself more in Payson because yep. she's a girl because she's a girl but Pierce is a boy and so I don't see myself as much but in you him. see DJ in him but I see DJ in him yes so much yes so much and then this is fun. this is kind of interesting IQ decreases slightly from firstborns to laterborns so I'm an idiot so you're the dumbest, <laughs> so <I'm> the dumbest. <laughs> I mean well I saw that like one reason was because the oldest, the parents can focus more on. They're more diligent with the firstborn because it's the only one you can yeah. be. And it said something about the moms are more likely to breastfeed the first one longer. And so Interesting. that helps with like their brain development. Right. And, but then you just get a little bit more relaxed as each kid as each goes on. As each goes on. Because That's the first one you're like, I have a timer set for screen time. We're not doing yes. screen time till we're yes. two. There's a time, we're like, we're not doing it. But then the second one, well, the older one wants to watch TV. So I guess you're just going to watch it with them. Yeah. Like, and then you just become more relaxed on it. Completely. And relaxed on like the homework. Like, yep. Yep. you know what I mean? Like everything. Yes, you just become everything. a little bit more relaxed. Well, and I think that like this one says, which this is super interesting. Researchers are unsure why, but middle children tend to leave their house earlier than their siblings. That's interesting. Isn't because that? Kendall did. Yeah. Isn't that super interesting actually? Cat like, stayed the longest. Cat stayed the longest. Um, I thought that that was really, really interesting. That actually is very interesting. I could see that too, though. And then this is kind of crazy. Of the first 23 American astronauts sent into space, 21 of them were firstborns. And only two of them were only, the other two were only children. So That's crazy. So never, never in, I don't know exactly when this was, but since then in American history, no middle children or babies were ever. Astronauts? Astronauts. That's nuts, actually. That's like a really weird st- 
statistic, but it's very and like very random. Very random, but I mean, astronauts are like kind of genius. She's about to pull her pinky out. <laughs> astronauts are. I mean, I think like historically, yes. like they have to be. Oh, I mean, you very, have to be very smart, very smart for that, and like very motivated because Completely. like physically too. Physically, yes. Okay, I want to hear about the pink and purple theory. Okay, so the pink and purple ch- theory is um, so. It's kind of like more like a TikTok trend than it okay. is like a, a, psych- theory. a psychological Because like the birth order was Birth order is, yeah. And there's actually like Al- more on that. Adler? Afri- Alfred Adler. Yes. Yeah. So there actually is like a whole psychological like yes. point behind birth order. But, but it has been changing. I saw because when I was researching it, like when he first was putting out this theory was yes. like in 1930. Which is when, crazy. When the average like family had more kids yes but now most families only have two kids which is getting rid of the middle child altogether which they were saying how that's going to affect society because, because we kind of yes. need the middle children we need a little bit more tenacious well rebellious yes. and the older children seem to have more like anxieties and more stressors a hundred percent and then like the middle children or the younger children are like kind of carefree because the older child i think are held at a high standard exactly I mean, look at like, I mean, in our family, look at Kat. Like, I feel like mom and dad held her to a, a very, very high, high standard. Yes. When it got to us, I mean, they, they left care. most of our senior year. They, they literally just didn't care. Yeah. Like, so I think that that's very true. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which, okay, this is also kind of crazy. I was also, like I said, we were trying to look at, like, birth order and stuff. Um, or No, sorry. What did I say? Gender. How gender affects your... Mm-hmm. I looked at the word birth order. How gender affects that, too. And... Um, like I said, there wasn't like a lot, but this was kind of interesting. Um, they, so a, a study examined the sex ratio and birth order of over a million children and over 700,000 couples. 51.2% of firstborns were males. So more. So there's, there's a, yeah, there's more males firstborn than females. Wow. However, families with boys were significantly more likely than expected to have another boy. So if you have a boy first, you're more likely to have another boy. Interesting. It's called biological heterogeneity but isn't that the same with a girl yeah I think it's the same with a girl too if you're if you have the same well no it's saying if you have a boy first you're more likely to have a boy second but if you have a girl first your chances are still like 50 50 yeah yeah but once you have the same gender if you have a sub- subsequent gender twice you're, you're more likely your chances go down every time to have the next so gender. my 50 50 for my next baby I think you are because you've had one of each now mm-hmm. I think that now you're 50 50 that's fun. Which is fun. You're fun just like, you're like a coin toss. I'm really like a coin you toss. You really are a coin toss, which it's interesting when I think of all this too, I think of how, like I have three kids, so, so we're done. We could do firstborn, middle child, baby. You're done. But like my sister-in-law has seven kids. So are all of them middle children? Middle children? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, totally. Is, is the, the five in the middle, like, are those just middle, all of them are middle childs? No, because they have six boys and one girl. That girl is going to give youngest energy or oldest energy. Yes. She'll give one or the other because they only have one girl. Because they only have one girl. So I don't think she'll act as a middle child. I think she'll act as either the baby yep. or the oldest as and, they grow up. And this is kind of interesting. Research over hundreds of years has consistently found that boys naturally outnumber girls at birth. The speculation is that this is nature's way of countering the relatively high mortality rates of males and creating more of a gender balance in the population. Wait, explain that to me. So over the years, there's been more boys born than girls. Okay, but they die faster. Yes, the speculation is because it's nature's way because men are going to die quicker because they're, I mean, 
historically more they're more like so um, they they would have try like, more crazy things and have more heart attacks and yes, cardiovascular issues yes, and stuff and they just are men are like more um like they'll try more things mm-hmm. less cautious than women mm-hmm. so like so they die doing stupid crap they die doing things that so women, maybe men should be less stupid maybe um <laughs> i'm dead okay but Historically, there have been about 105 boys born for every 100 girls born. Okay, so five more boys, five more boys than. But this is kind of funny. So, so the World Bank shows that global sex ratio at birth is now one point or one 107 boys for every 100. So it's actually going up. It's going up because men are dying faster. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Because so, men are just dying left and right. Dying left and right. Um, so this is this is just kind of like a little bit interesting. The country is born. So China has the most boys, boys. born compared to yes. compared to girls. Which I also think that that's probably because they used to like kill off if a your girl. baby was a girl. Yeah, because they want like men yes. boys. Um, and then like uh, some of these countries, I don't really know. Korea is it up there? South Korea is up there. The second country is Azerbaijan. Okay. Never heard of that country. Cool. But the next one is Armenia, Georgia, South Korea, and then United States was at 105. Oh. So we're like. So pretty far down. Kind of right there. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. So the pink first purple sister. Yeah. Give it to me. I was trying to look up if there was one that was similar to a boy. It was, it was like, I was looking up if there was like a, a green. blue and green. A blue and green brothers. And I couldn't find anything on that. And I think it's, I don't really know why. If maybe it goes, maybe if you have two boys or maybe boys just don't even care enough to like make that part of it. But on TikTok, it's saying that like you're the pink sister or you're the purple sister. So the pink, the usually historically the pink sister is the firstborn because the mom is like, oh, it's a girl. It's pink. Everything's pink. pink. Yes. Everything's pink. You do all the pink stuff. And then usually the second child is the purple sister. Because it's like the leftover color. The leftover color of the girly colors. So So it's like. Is the third one red? The third one is usually either yellow is the most common one. Because it's like happy sunshine. Okay. You're you're like the, you're the easygoing. Okay. I know. I know. Um, So I was thinking about that because I have, because I have three girls. But on TikTok, it's talking about how it says, it's really funny. Your bedroom color is apparently deep rooted in your DNA. So like I had a zebra, zebra room. You had a zebra pink room. Yeah. So you had like maybe the third kid, your third girl, if you have all girls or you have three girls is like your, your like pattern girl, like the leopard and the zebra. But if we were giving glitter, if we were given Easter baskets, I got pink, Kendall got red and then Kat got green. 
which is funny. And I think it's different for every family because Kat and Kendall are tomboys. Yes. Kat wouldn't, Kat would not take like no. a pink basket. You are a hundred percent the pink sister. I was the like, pink sister. You, you were the pink sister and you are the pink sister. You identify so much with a pink sister. And Kendall did red just in, for mom. Mom made her have red. She had her room was red. Her wall was painted red. Kat's wall was painted green. But then Kendall got older and I think she chose blue over red. But she, her baby blanket was red. That's Kat's funny. baby blanket was green. Mine. I'm surprised mom didn't do Kendall as the purple sister because I think Kendall identifies as a purple sister, even though she, I don't, mom didn't use purple. Mom has like a beef with purple. I think mom does have a beef with purple. Because I don't know. She we, must. None of us use purple. Like I was always pink. Kendall was always red. Cat was green. All of our baby blankets are that color. Are that color. That is so funny. We, I'm, when mom made them when we were eight. That's what she did. That's what she did. Kendall's was red. Cat's was green. Mine was pink. And it's funny because Navy is pink through and through obsessive. So pink. give me pink, give me the pink guidelines. Like what is that? Like what it, attributes? It's just like, it's more of like your, I, I couldn't find like attributes because it's like a TikTok trend. Okay. It's not like, it's not like psychological. It's more just like, that's who you are. And you kind of get like, cause it's like pink is kind of like, should be the first one. Exactly. Then you get the leftover purple. Then you get the leftover purple, which is Rossi. Her baby blanket's purple. She's the purple leftover. But so it, it kind of goes with birth order is kind of what like, okay, is what TikTok no, is No, I saying. mean, I totally get that. If I had boys, it would be the same thing. The first boy, blue. Blue. Always. Second boy, you'd probably give green. Because those are boy scholars. Those, which is why Kendall, Kat, Kat like <laughs> those colors. Kat tried to tell, Kat went through a phase when she was like probably Navy or Payson's yes. age where she made our parents call her Russ. And she made I'm her school crying. teacher call her Russ. She did not want to be Caitlin. She was Russ. And so that's why they chose green for her because she's just not super girly. She's just not. Okay, this is funny. I, I wanted to look up the attributes because I, I kind of want to know. And because it's like on TikTok, it's more just like, they were saying like the girls that get it, get it. Like they do. You just know. Yep. You just like, that's who you are. But it says, according to the clip, a pink sister is the golden child, <laughs> which usually it's the firstborn. It, which that's I why. would s still say is cat. Don't lie. Don't fight with anyone apart from the purple sister. Won't talk back. Generally the goody two shoes type but will always cover up for the antics of the purple sister. That is the definition of Caitlin and Kendall. And the definition of Navy and Rossi. That's so true. The definition of them. Purple sister, sassy, strong, always looks out for the pink sister, headstrong, bold, ruthless. That's literally so, that's so accurate. That is beyond accurate. That is so accurate. So it's like people rush to the comments to have their own experiences. Some purple sisters were the golden child, pink sisters were sometimes the naughty ones, but... Others, other people didn't have a purple sister and instead had the blue sister. So that's the thing. If you're not purple, you're blue. Oh. Which is Kendall. Which is Kendall. So. That is actually very interesting. And it's funny because many felt like the colors assigned to them by their parents stayed with them as identifiers throughout their life. So when which, you get like their Valentine's baskets. Yes. Were they all pink? Both of them? Yes. Or what do you mean? Like what color were the baskets? Oh, white. I okay. was just trying to go cheap. Okay. I got the cheapest baskets. But when I go to buy them something, like um, if I buy them each a stuffed animal, Navy's pink, Rossi's purple. Because I don't, and Monty, I've done yet. Like, well, I haven't really done anything for her yet. Like I haven't done, okay, here's a, here's a really good example. I did their, I did their, um, their keepsake boxes. Yes. Navy got hot pink. Okay. Rossi got purple. Monty got light pink. That's perfect. That's what I did for them. That's perfect. Yeah. So, but I do, I, I don't really love the color yellow. I actually kind of hate the color yellow, but 
part of me likes like the sunshine, the sunshine. Ba- I don't know. I'm like, Monty's just like our little like sunshine baby. Like, yeah. I don't, so part of me is like yellow, but I don't really like, like, I'm not going to buy like a yellow blanket. Like I don't, I don't really like that. You could get like a white blanket with yellow suns or something. Exactly. So part of me like identifies that to her, which I'm fine if that's what she wants to be. I'm just like, I, I'm manifesting for her that she's like chill, just my like happy sunshine, chill. She has been so far. So far she has been. Yeah. But like, I will say it's been like really fun to like be no offense. Yes. I know you don't, (laughs) I know you're fine not having a boy. So I can say this, but like, I really enjoy like their Valentine's baskets. Like it's pink and then it's blue. Like it, you get it, like, to do both. It makes my mom heart just like so, so happy. happy. Like I love, like I remember the first, I think it was last Valentine's day. It was the first time. No, it was Easter. It was like the first like big thing I did for them. That you could finally do like, I didn't get Monte Valentine's basket. Cause like I wouldn't, she's a baby. Exactly. Like, I'm like, what am I going to give her? Like yes. a bottle? Like, I mean, that, even that. You want like, my boob in there? Yeah. You want like a picture of my boob. Perfect. <laughs> like, what do you want? And so last Easter was like the first time I like did something for Pierce yes. that he like, because Pierce just doesn't care. No, and that he would like, like and be excited yes. about. And it was pink and it was blue. And I like literally started tearing up because I'm like, it's so special. And you probably feel like that when you see all your girly baskets in oh, a yeah. row. Oh yeah. Like, but like, yeah, I don't even look at the, bo- I just walk past the boy stuff. I know. Like, but you get to like go look through both of them. But like, doesn't it just like make you so happy when you see those on the counter and you're just like, yes, these are for my kids. Like I did this. And it's so crazy how different each of your kids are. Very different. Like I'm so excited to see the personality of Monty because I have two completely different children. Yeah. I can't wait to see what her personality is like. I I hope she's chill. I just, me too. I'm I'm manifesting it. And I'm, and I said earlier, don't manifest it for yourself. Don't manifest that for your children, what they are, put them in a box, but you can manifest calm. I can manifest calm and happy. Don't manifest like you're a shy kid. Yeah. You're shy or you're naughty or you're rebellious. Like those traits that maybe aren't good, but like being a happy, calm, go lucky kid, I'm going to manifest that. It's really hard too to not put your kids down. That sounds so bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I meant. But you know what I mean? Like Rossi doesn't shut up. And all you want to be, all you want to say to her is five seconds of silence, please. Yes. It wrecked me. It it wrecked Kenzie. And Kenzie has told me that. So I do not shut Rossi up. I let her I just let her go. I yeah. let her talk. Okay. I yeah. let her be her. Uh-huh. You nod your head. And I just say, that's so cool, Rossi. And she says, isn't that so cool? Like, she she needs that. She needs me to not say Rossi. Justin, one time, one time said, Rossi. And he did the hand. Oh. Bring down your voice. because I'm going to ta- slap him in the face with that Because she talks loud. And I looked at him and I said, don't ever say that to her again. I said, that traumatized Kenzie. It traumatized me. I want Rossi to be loud. I want her to be fun. I, want, I never want to quiet her. There is a time let, and a place. There's a time and a place. But she's only two. Let's let let her be. Let her be. Let her let her be loud and let people look at her and laugh and they'll think it's funny. I promise. And she'll love the when attention. When she's fifteen, maybe not so funny. Maybe learn to to where and when to be loud because you don't want to be you don't want to be like that kid that everyone's like they never shut up. But yes, they're like they're they're obnox- Then they go obnoxious. They yes. borderline obnoxious. A borderline obnoxious. Like, but right now, let her. She can be obnoxious. Let her be her. Funny. Let her be the loud, never shuts up type of kid. Cause that's who she is. I know it's hard because like, I find myself saying so many of the things that mom said to me and I'm like, I don't want to say these things, I don't say but that. I feel like I have, like Payson doesn't know how to stand still. Like she can't physically, she physically cannot, she physically cannot. Yep. And 
mom used to bribe me to stand still in a store. She's like, if you keep your hands by yourself, I will give you $5. Like I vividly remember standing on an escalator. If you can stand right next to me on the escalator the whole way up, I will give you $5. Payson sprints up an escalator. She sprints, Jamie. The second our feet touch it, she's sprinting up as fast as she possibly can. And I'm like, no, don't do that. But then I'm like, "Mm." that is me. That is me. That is you. That is who you are. So it's so hard to see yourself and your kids. I mean, me and DJ talked about it the other night too of like, I fear for her insecurities because I know how they feel and I don't want her to feel the way I felt with insecurities, but I know that she's going to. And I'm like already trying to think about how I'm going to handle them as a mother. I think about that all the time with Navy because what I I see in Navy is- I see her, her like fear. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to try new things. She gets very scared. That's how I am. And I've tried so hard as I've gotten older to just like, just try it, just try it, just try it. And I have to talk myself into trying it. But Navy gets so scared and she'd rather just not, she's comfortable just, and that's me. I'm, I'm comfortable. Why do I need to try something and make myself like uncomfortable? I don't like thrills. I'm not a thrill girl. I You're hate really roller coasters. Not. I don't like trying things that can get me hurt. Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. And I see that so much with Navy and I try so hard, like Navy, you have to try it. You got to at least try it once. Like just try it because I promise you, if you try it and like, and it's not scary, you'll get over the fear of it. You, yes. Like you'll get over that fear. Mm-hmm. And so I see so much of that. And, and that's a trait about myself. I don't like. And so when well, I see that in her, I'm like, please, I don't want you to feel this. Cause I don't like this about myself. Yes. And not that I don't like it in her. Like that's who you are. I love everything about her, but like, but you don't want her to feel I know that, that insecurity. I know that, that later on she's going to feel that as an insecurity. Cause I do. Yes. And like, which is really hard because then you're like projecting on your kids. Exactly. And I've never told her to be scared. That's the thing. Like, it's just innate. It's just, that's, it's innate. It's literally born into her. Like I've never told her this is scary or like, let's not try this. Like I've always purposely been like, no, let's try this. Even it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. They're just, they are who they are. They are who they are. And you can help them as much as you possibly can help them. And one thing I think is really good, like everyone talks about like the millennial parents. Yes. You know, like we're just a little bit more like, we communicate with our kids more than our parents did with us. And, and we, we try, we want to let them be them. And, and we, we have like the emotions and they, they can feel the big emotion. And like, we let them. But I also think that's a really cool part of the way that we're parenting right I now. I totally agree. I want to talk to Payson and I want to be like, that fear that you have, I have that same fear. I have that. I feel like mom wouldn't have sat down and had that conversation with I don't, me. To this day, I don't, I don't know what mom's fear is. Mom has fears. hundred percent. Everybody does. Do we know them? Absolutely not. No, because I think that generation of parents were supposed to be strong and leaders and to not let your kids see you see crack. a weakness. Exactly. And so we always looked at mom that liked that too. Yep. We always looked at mom like, as like, you should never let your kids see you cry or never let them yes. see you in a bad moment. But like, if I, if I don't cry, like Payson cries a lot. And she's so going to be, she needs to know that that's it's okay. okay. You have those emotions. Payson and always feelings. asks me every Every time I cry, literally without, without fail, every time I cry, which is fairly often. She always asks me, mom, is that happy cries or is that sad cries? And I'm like, it's happy cries. It's always happy cries. Yes, Cause I want her yes. to think like I'm happy. Yes. Yes. And so she's like, I happy cry too. And I'm like, you I do. know I you really do. Me. Like, but I don't want her to see her crying as a weakness. Completely. And if I don't cry and if our family's not an emotional family and we're kind of shitting on her for being emotional, which hi, it's me. Hi. Everyone it's me. always made fun of me for being emotional. Yep. I don't want her to be 
no. not an emotional kid because no. it is a superpower to be emotional. It's a superpower to, to be feel able to the, feel the what other people are feeling. Yes, completely. Like that empathy is and a good thing. And that's who you are and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's a time and a place. There's a, please don't just cry all the time. Yes, like that's not sustainable. It's not. But at the same time, it's okay to feel those emotions. Yes. And everyone feels them differently. Like you, you feel get, them through crying. And, and through, you get mad. I get angry. Like, but the thing, and that's the funny thing, like with Navy, I don't think I've ever seen Navy cry. No. She does not she cry. She doesn't, but I don't. And like when I cry, like when I, right, right, right before I was going to have Monty, I like, hit, you know, you hit like the pregnancy hormone of yes. like emotion and I cried about something stupid. I don't even remember oh what gosh, it was. Oh my gosh, I remember this. And Navy, which this was like kind of eye-opening me. She was like, she said, mom, what are you doing? I don't like that. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't want me to cry. It made her feel uncomfortable. That's you. Because I don't cry. And so she was like, what do you, she said, mom, what are you doing? Like, what are those things coming out of your she's eyes? She's like, I don't like that. And I'm like, but, but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't want her to think crying is wrong just because I don't. It doesn't mean that you can't show that emotion. Don't worry. Payson will make sure she sees the emotion. Yeah. I'm like, I want you to, you can feel that emotion just because I don't. It's okay that you can. Yes. Like I want you and Rossi, she's my crier. The other day we were watching, um, we were watching, oh, what movie were, were we watching? Freak. Moana. It actually wasn't Moana. We were watching. Um, Elemental. No, Paw Patrol. The new Paw Patrol movie. Oh, okay. And when they leave baby Sky, when she's the runt mm-hmm. puppy of the group. Yes. If you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, that made me cry. Rossi came in. <gasps> like she was actually so sad. She came into me. I was in the kitchen cleaning up. She came into me and she grabbed my arm and said, mommy and she was just bawling and she said they left her alone they left her alone oh she came in three times during that movie absolutely sobbing Dude, about the movie that's and, sad and so I'm like and I, so I'm like it's okay like to feel and I said Rossi she's okay like she's okay she's fine. I know it's a little bit sad but then she's okay so I'm like I want her to know it's okay to feel that even though I don't cry it's still okay you to, can cry you can cry and like yes. we're a safe family to cry and you don't feel like you don't have to cry because we <laughs> don't cry, cry. Like, please cry no both my kids are criers yeah they I mean, you've told Pierce no. If you tell Pierce no, that kid is distraught. If you even raised your voice And not him. because she's saying no, but because he's just genuinely sad. Generally, oh my gosh, I can't get those words right today. He's just actually sad that like, if you like raise your voice. Oh, her little foot. There you go. <laughs> we're, ta- kids, kids, hold we're, on we're passing the baby around. We're passing the baby. No, I know, which is weird because, well, I guess DJ's really sensitive too. DJ is too. We're, yeah. we're a very emotional family you are and your kids are and it makes sense it makes sense it really does it makes and sense. I know how to handle it and you know I'm how to handle like, it you're gonna have to get comfortable no I am exactly which luckily like I've had you so like so you know how to handle I'm emotions. comfortable with the cries yeah I'm comfortable you're welcome no, you're welcome you yeah and and I think everyone's different when they cry too like I don't want to be coddled when I cry like I'm just like let me just two seconds and I'm fine I just want to talk about it let me just if I swallow twice I'm good if I just swallow it down man I'm good. What would that, what would that <laughs> life be like to not burst I, out into tears in any moment? If I feel it coming, I just swallow twice and I'm good. Like I today, I dropped, when I dropped Payson off at school with her box, I literally had tears in my eyes. I was like, I love it. it's like her first Valentine's See, box. Th- those moments I do like, that's when I will shed a tear. When I see the moments of my kids that I'm like, this is so fun. Like it's just the best. It's like a little, a little happy tear can trickle out. That's like how I felt last night. Mom FaceTimed me last night. And I was like helping pace and make her box. And I was like, mom, do you know that like, uh, like the mom like has to do this. She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's the worst. I'm like, 
Yeah, it like kind of is the worst, but it's also like kind of the best. The best. But like mom was like, yeah, when you have to make those boxes, like the kids aren't making them. Like the parents are making oh, them. Oh, the parents are making them. Same with the Valentines. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? It's the parents. It's literally me. It's the parents. But like, I don't want her to like be left out. So I, I have to do it. So I'm going to do it. And honestly, I thrive. I love it. I know. I, I actually had it. a lot of fun this year. I actually absolutely love it. So. Well, anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I, I thought this was like a fun, kind of like a random, but me and it was Kazee very random, but like, like I, I loved it. Thinking about it and figuring out like what we, and I think all of us can like obviously fit where we are in yeah. our family. And I'm curious to hear like what other people's family me, dynamic me too. is. Me too. Because I want to know. Especially if you, I want to know like on the pink and purple sister or like the green, blue, whatever sister you like fit into. Yes. If you have sisters, I want to know um, how that worked because- It'll be interesting, like, if you have another kid and have a girl next, like... Will it, that, they will not be pink. Will that be the purple sister? It will be the purple it, sister. It has because to Pace be. and Artie has claimed her fame to pink. Oh, she has claimed her fame to pink. That's why it'd be good just to have another boy if I ever have another kid. Yeah. Less issues with Pace Payson. has claimed her fame. But Payson also wants a girl, so... So, that's going to be interesting. We'll keep you guys updated. Maybe I should just stick with two. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, let us know if you have the sisters, because I actually do want to know that. Also, me and Kenzie want to do a fun giveaway for reviews on the podcast we want to do I don't know exactly what we want to do yet okay let's what what do you guys want do you want a gift card do you want like our favorite things package do you want I like that idea like what do you want what do you do you want like a broommate or a hydro hydro jug jug. yeah like what do you what do you you want like do you want us to give you something or do you want a gift card or do you want a gift card or do you want like a event and then maybe next week we'll do next week we'll do the giveaway we'll explain the giveaway so let us know what we should do. And yes, then next okay, week yeah. we'll do the giveaway. Let us know what we should do. And then next week we'll tell you what the giveaway, what we like. I, I kind of said it already, but that's oh. okay. I just said reviews on oh, the podcast. That's what we need. That's what we need. We just need, um, we need reviews on Apple. Yes. So I know if you don't, if you're like a Spotify listener and I know a lot of you have already given us a review. So like, it's okay. If you've given us a review, you can still enter yes. because- you're still part of this. Yes. If you haven't left a review on Apple, please leave us a review because it really, really helps us um, with our podcast and with like our subscribers and like Find all these people things. People finding our- People finding our podcast yes. and new listeners. We always want new codependent girlies. So if you have not left, ever, left us a review on Apple, please leave us a review. If you have, thank you. We love you. I know you can't leave more than one, so it's okay. Um, and then also, if you are a Spotify listener, download the podcast app of Apple and leave mm-hmm. us a review because- you can have the podcast Apple app and you still can listen on Spotify. So let us know what you want. We'll do the giveaway. Let's do reviews this week though. Yes. Um, let us know. And we love you guys. And we're so thankful for all of our codependent girlies. And just want you to know that we love you. We love we you. Hope you have the best week. And as always, we will see you next week on the codependent, codependent podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.